Welcome to The Current, a podcast produced by We Stand for Energy. We Stand for Energy is a community that supports a reliable, affordable, and sustainable energy future for everyone. It is a project of EEI, Edison Electric Institute, the National Trade Association representing U.S. investor-owned electric companies. My name is Brad Viator, Executive Director of External Affairs at EEI, and I'm your host. Welcome, everyone. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of being joined by one of my colleagues at EEI, Adam Benshoff, who's the Executive Director of Regulatory Affairs at EEI, and really, in my mind, the best person to talk about what's happening with regulatory commissioners and those other state-level actors that are trying to figure out what to do amid COVID-19 to talk a little bit about some of the costs that I think the electric companies are incurring and and sort of how a lot of those costs are going to be handled. So with that, I'm going to pivot over to Adam a bit and kind of ask him that question. What changes are they making to their operations that could ultimately have an impact on the bills that they need to pay? No, thanks, Brad. And thanks for the opportunity to appear on The Current. Excited for the debut. So your first question really is sort of the question of the day. And I think the companies have made two significant adjustments, one more sort of process-related and then the other more on the operations side. And the first one on the process-related was back in March, right at the beginning of the pandemic, the EI company stepped up and voluntarily suspended all disconnections for non-payment. This was a recognition of sort of the essential nature of the service that we provide, but also to ensure the health, safety, and the ability to do work for everyone across the country while they were being sheltered at home. And this covered all 50 states and D.C. But at the end of the day, this is going to have an impact on how the business operates and how the business recovers costs. These voluntary moratoriums continue. Uh, They reach everything from disconnections to, uh, in many states, uh, requiring reconnections, uh, as well as the impact on late fees and, and things that generate cash for general operations of the business. So that was the the first, I think, major corona-related adjustment that the company has made. The second was more on the operations side, and that was changes that they had to do to continue to provide safe, reliable service and a safe working environment for their employees. So these are things, and I believe Scott Aronson talked a little bit about some of them on one of your earlier episodes, where they have been sequestering employees. They've shifted for employees to work from home, and this has created additional expenditures. They've rented additional cars to follow line trucks around to make sure that employees can maintain that safe social distance required by the CDC. So there's been a lot of changes to just the general operations of the companies. So I'm guessing all that sort of movement and adjustment, right? Like you're you're making the point, it's not cost-free. Do you have any sense of orders of magnitude of what these costs look like in real dollar? It's not like a 100% increase in cost. Maybe it's a 5% increase in cost, something like that. I mean, do, do you have any way of knowing what that looks like materially? So we don't yet. And that's sort of the stage that we're at. We've got commissions around the country 
who have instituted or are looking at instituting some sort of tracking mechanism so they can get a handle on what those costs are going to be. We've got states that are setting up regulatory assets so companies can track and identify these costs. And there are sort of a number of different buckets that states have been looking at to make sure that they're getting that complete picture, like you asked. But as we roll through, we're now probably about two months into the pandemic. This sort of regulatory structure is just being set up in states. So we've been looking at what the increases to bad debt expense and arrears are looking like or are tracking. That's obviously going to be one of those buckets. We've got the bucket around some of those operational changes and, and what those costs are. And I think it really puts state commissions, I think the state commissions that have been out in front of this are, are really putting themselves in the best position to make the most informed and, and sort of just and reasonable decision at the end of the pandemic about how we recover and, and flow through these additional costs. Are there some mechanisms out there that exist that state commissions or companies can impose that would mitigate some of these costs or at least mitigate some sticker shock? Yeah, there's a couple. And I mentioned some of the trackers and the regulatory assets that have been set up in some jurisdictions. If you do set this up, and we see this in the recovery of storm costs already, where commissions determine that there's an asset that can be set up and then that can be amortized over a longer period and that helps spread out the costs. There are other mechanisms that allow more of a gradual increase. So a rider or a systems charge that can be placed on all the bills to recover this from across the customer base on a more gradual basis. And I think at the end of the day, these costs will be looked at in most cases through broader rate reviews. And I think we'll see a lot of discussion around what expenses have come down versus what expenses have gone up. And we can see a little bit of a balancing there. So the question that we probably get asked most often right now is, well, isn't this just going to make everyone's bills go up? And I think the answer is we don't know. And each state is going to be a little different. Each company is going to be a little different. And I think it's one of the reasons that, that state commissions are, are in the best position to handle this because they understand and have that ability to really dig in at each company and make sure that all of the costs that are being recovered were just and reasonable were spent sort of in order to provide that safe, reliable service that we were talking about. All right, Adam, I know that Congress is looking at weighing in to some of these issues, particularly that whole debt collection, disconnection, shutoff moratorium? Absolutely. We have seen movement in even the last bill that came out of the House of Representatives, out of Congress, that included some language that would extend the moratorium and then prohibit any type of collection or really opportunity for companies to work with customers on payment plans moving forward for the duration of the pandemic and then some additional time afterwards. We've seen a really strong and thoughtful response from the National Association of Regulatory Utility Commissioners, as well as the National Association of State Utility Consumer Advocates, who recognized, and, and I think appropriately so, that state commissions are really in the best position to uh, review what's going on in their jurisdictions 
and help determine and mitigate these cost impacts on customers with a real recognition that the payment plans and the communication between electric companies and their customers during this time is critical. This isn't about a payment moratorium. This is about ensuring that service remains on and we want to see customers come out of this in as good a position as they went in. Uh, but I think this also provides an opportunity as the state regulatory community is looking at these costs to look at their toolbox and really look at how they have been conducting regulation. And I know that there's a number of regulatory tools that we talked about that might help them as we move through what is frankly just an unprecedented time, but might better position both regulators and industry moving forward. So I think we'll see a shift at the state level that will really help us look forward and look through to help manage this in the future. Thanks, Adam. That makes a whole lot of sense. Appreciate you joining us. We also have the great fortune in this conversation of being joined by Stan Wise, former Georgia Public Service Commissioner. Stan, as you heard Adam talking about a moment ago, that whole debt collection disconnection issue that Congress is dealing with, I'm, I'm curious to get your take. What do you think about Congress weighing into the rate-making process? Well, you know, I really don't. I think that they would like to book these costs, be aware of them. But again, the state commissions are the what I call the lowest common denominator. They're the ones closest to the ratepayer. They're the ones that are aware of the impact in their respective states to what these costs and what these moratoriums are doing. And so I think many times it's lost on Congress as to what the state commissions do and how we do it or how they do it. And so I think it's important that we continue to get that message out, book the cost, be aware of what they are, and look to the resolution. So Stan, as regulators evaluate these necessary costs for changing work environment that Adam talked about, what struggles are they going to have in dealing with these very necessary cost increases? Well, it is going to be a very difficult situation, number one, because this is just something that's never been done before. And so staffs are going to struggle. Commissioners are going to be cognizant of rate increases, whether they're done over a slow or a longer period of time or a quick recovery for the losses that many of the utilities have suffered uh, during the pandemic. Right now, I don't think they're aware of the increased cost. And I think there's a general good feeling from the commissioners that I've spoken with about the utilities and their actions currently on cutoffs of being accommodating, working hard to serve their customers. And so there is certainly a goodwill. So I think that it's just something that they're going to continue to have to monitor. The utilities are going to have to keep the states continually updated on the new costs, on whether it's remote working or increased costs for safety. It's going to be a very difficult issue, but I think that both the state commissions and the utilities at this point are working very well together to be aware of what the costs are, and maybe even some of them are starting to talk about what kind of framework to allow recovery. Yeah, it's interesting to think about the challenge of these economic regulators, right? On the one hand, it's their job to go in there and fight to keep costs as low as possible and to keep service exceptionally reliable. But in these times, there's very real economic costs that are being carried by everybody. Adam talked about 
some of these debt collection disconnection issues a little bit earlier. How are regulators balancing or how do you think they will balance these kind of competing needs in this very uncertain time? Well, again, economic regulators, as you stated, are so very aware of the financial health of the utilities and the position that takes on debt, on equity, and the cost of doing business in today's climate. And clearly, these increased costs are going to have an impact. I know that some states will consider mid-range rate cases to consider these new costs and at least log them in uh, in such a way that the commissions will be aware of what those future costs will be. I think rather than go a full-blown rate case setting, it would be focused just on these increased costs and start to talk about the model for recovery. And I think that regulators are just very aware of this at this point. One of the things that clearly is going to be interesting where there's always interested parties, uh, if you will, will go ahead and weigh in on any increased cost. And I'm, I'm interested to see how they will encourage somebody to disallow these costs when both the utilities and the regulators are on the same page on some of these practices, these best practices, if you will. Business practices are going to be different for a long time. And that's one of the reasons that perhaps a mid-range rate case, one in the middle of a maybe a settlement now, to go ahead and look how the recovery will be made down the road. Yeah, that's a really interesting concept, and it will certainly be something to watch. I think for our listeners tuning in, you know, what he's talking about are these what we call interveners in the industry. These are third parties that are also interested parties who are engaged in all these quasi-judicial proceedings that we call rate cases that sort of determine how utility bills are made and developed. It will be very interesting to see what sort of cause those guys are using to fight against some of these COVID-related costs. I know that many regulators are recognizing that the companies are also looking for continued ways to save during this shutdown. And uh, that's encouraging as well because it's nobody's done this before. Nobody's worked remotely at this level. And so the, the fact that the companies are looking to initiate and instigate savings in this process has to be a very positive message as well. Yeah, no, that's right. I know that's one thing I'm hearing loud and clear in my day job are all the cost cuttings and cost savings. So I wasn't really thinking about it in those terms, but that will be super fascinating to watch. Stan, with the sort of length and process of these regulatory proceedings and the need to get some certainty now, I think the path that you laid out, these sort of intermediary proceedings, these smaller, very focused COVID proceedings as opposed to just general rate cases seem to make a lot of sense in terms of getting this work done quickly or as quickly as possible. How do you see the timelines playing out state by state on the recovery of these new costs? Again, it would probably begin with how long the shutdown is going to last and, and how quickly things get back closer to normal. I mean, many state commissions are working remotely. Different capitals are probably even having issues with some of the protests that are going on recently. 
But I would fully expect that there will be some filings by year end by many of the utilities and encouraged by the state commissions to be aware of what these costs are and how they're going to be allocated in the future. So I'm encouraged that there continues to be great dialogue between the regulators and the utilities. Absolutely. I am too. And I appreciate you giving us a little bit of time and sharing that unique perspective with our audience. Thanks so much for your time and for being a part of the conversation. Glad to do it. Thank you. We hope that you found this to be an informative 15 minutes, and we look forward to bringing you additional expert insights about the intersection of energy policy and COVID-19. To learn more about the electric industry's response to COVID-19, visit www.eei.org. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts by searching for The Current and We Stand for Energy.